Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boy, Zaheer, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to, to Marsha's Place. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be all right. Just know that it will be Join the conversation. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hey, what's up, y'all? Hey. What's up? Mm, this week has been amazing. Really? Yes, I just came back from Austin representing our podcast at South by South White. Okay. <laughs> I know. By South White, wait. <laughs> South by Southwest. I'm oh, sorry. Right. I accidentally. Oh, that was a Freudian slip <laughs> because when you go to Austin, all you see is pale faces and pink toes. <laughs> And Becky's, I felt like I saw nothing but Starbucks cups and Uggs <laughs> walking around because it was so white. You saw the preppy boys. Every kind of whiteness was represented. When you come to when you when it comes to the diversity of whiteness, I learned it in Austin. <laughs> really? <laughs> I saw the, you know, the uh, kind of grungy white girls with the f- um, white feminist bang <laughs> with oh. the dark hair. Y'all know all of that. I saw the preppy boys with the the sh- the shorts and the boat shoes and the pastel tops with the Justin Bieber haircuts. You know, those type of white boys. We saw the ones with the things in their ears and Ages. you all the whiteness that you what could things in their ears? The, the thing that stretched their earlobes those oh, the, gauges. The gauges. Okay. you know that the black folks just start doing yeah you know now now the hippie black boys do it now <laughs> but it used to be just the white boys that did it. well <laughs> that type of gauges but yeah. you know in the african culture yes they've been rocking exactly <laughs> you know, we can't have nothing anyway so <laughs> It was such a plethora of whiteness at this particular event. I was surprised. I didn't, I knew it was going to be very (laughs) ghost face, tanning lotion. I knew it was going to be all of that kind of stuff, but I didn't expect to the level that it was. So anyway, so let me tell y'all. I was invited by a podcast that we, you know, we've talked about, Tea with Queen and Jay, Queer okay. Walk. 
those people that I listen to all the time, I was invited by them and to do a panel called Listen to Black Women, <laughs> podcasting as a black oral tradition. <laughs> oh, where now? Yes. Black oral tradition. Yes, representing Marsha's play. And um, we d- it was fucking, this was fucking, first of all, these women are amazing. So we have Queen, Chocolate, smart queer woman she's bi she's extraordinary she lived this fucking super fucking black life where she just was surrounded by just woke ass fucking blackness (laughs) and it just it just comes out in her just gorgeous um then we have jay beautiful she's like uh, fucking celestial black witch <laughs> she got this big glorious white mane hair it's like really curly and white and she her fucking lipstick game is on point she had a black a blue a green a red she just she oh. just fascist was on point and they're all fucking brilliant like it's like oh my god their mind is up here then you got Nakia, beautiful brown soft stud, maybe? I'm not really for sure if she'll like that label, but I'm sorry. <laughs> Fly ass fucking Bobby Brown box with a slit in it. Ramped. It. it was ah! it was on point. All that. She's fucking brilliant. She's a so Marxist socialist. I think that's a don't 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 read me if I don't say it right. I think she's like a Marx Marxist socialist. I guess that's her politics. Brilliant as well. Then we got Montanique Money. She's this tall, statuesque, gorgeous, brown skin. Her face is just, it's It's everything. It's really cheeky and (laughs) it makes you happy just looking at it. (laughs) She is always smiling. She is black as fuck. She is, She's one of them people that you that cannot hold. She doesn't have any poker face. Like if something is annoying her, this is annoying me. <laughs> like you can tell it immediately, and I fucking love that about her. So she's super smart. She's a therapist, about to be a doctor, mm-hmm. and so just being in the company, uh, Montanique and uh, Money and um, Nakia is on Queer Walk, and then Queen and Jay is on um, TV with Queen and Jay. Okay. So those are the name of the podcast. So if y'all don't listen to them okay. already, I know y'all do. But <laughs> if you are our listeners, go check them out. They're fucking brilliant black women. So they are community ass bitches. So when they knew I was in Texas, they hit me up and was like, hey, come pull us on in. <laughs> so first yeah. Queer Walk got invited by South by Southwest. And then they were like, well, uh, we're going to bring our girls in. T with Queen and Jay, and then they hit me up and was like, hey, let's bring our other girl in. Boom, since you're going to be down there, let's wear it out. And we just had the most amazing panel talking about everything black woman, black femme, queer, everything that we need (laughs) to be talking about. And the beautiful thing is, right before our panel discussion, there was this panel before us that was, uh, about women investors and they were it was so white and mm-hmm. so capitalist and total opposite of us uh, <laughs> so we got flavor. to like that we brought the motherfucking flavor <laughs> exactly right so we was lighting lighting they ass up 
dropping little dimes on their ass. <laughs> like, uh, that didn't make sense, bitch. Let her tell you what makes sense. You need some black women in your life, and we're going to show you how to do it. <laughs> okay. So, as we're walking around, so we did that. It was amazing. That was on Sunday, and... It just was, we was all looking fly. We had fucking perfect questions because we were able, they were asking us, they were talking about, did they want to have a moderator for them to ask us questions? And we was like, eh, nah, because you know how when you give other people the reign that's not in your circle mm-hmm. to ask questions, they ask you real one-on-one questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were like, nah, we got you. We going to moderate it. And <laughs> And Jay and Queen was like, Mm-mm, we got this. We got these questions. So the questions were brilliant. They weren't one-on-one. They were exactly one-on-one type level questions. They were exactly what we needed to express ourselves. And everybody was on fucking precision point. It was just amazing. Just being in that kind of company was beautiful for me. Um, so that was Sunday. On Monday is when they did their their podcast. Queer Walk did their podcast live. And... And they had the special guest of Tea with Queen and Jay. So mm-hmm. both of one, if it just, uh, I, can't. <laughs> I it was, was dying. I missed it. I was dying when Diamond put she. <laughs> all she saw was niggas. All the niggas looked like they had ashy chakra. <laughs> <laughs> I was baby. Dead. Every black dude I saw looked like. They were dusty. They looked like they just was no. a walking, walking microaggression coming at you. <laughs> and we're going to talk about microaggressions later. But they just looked like this was about to be problematic. And I was like, mm, I don't think I want to be a part of this. I'm not feeling none of this. It just was a lot of black people that was like catering to white people. Oh. So I didn't feel it. So anyway, on Monday, they had the pot in live and they featured me as the queer walk of the week that's one of their segments on their show where oh, they just kind of feature you know a queer woman of color and it, i was one so i was the first one that's ever been featured and i was actually in the room bitch <laughs> <laughs> so it was live as fuck they i learned a lot from the panel so i wanted to talk about microaggressions just so that we can um I can connect all the dots to stuff that I experienced while there. Mm-hmm. So, did everybody know you were a trans woman? Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. I was invited intentionally to bring a trans woman into the space. Oh, okay, that's dope. dope Finally, that's damn. That's what allies do, right? <laughs> that's what good <laughs> allies do. Like, hey, right. let me bring the girls in. Mm-hmm. Let me bring my people in. Let me. So we all can get live. Yes, because scarcity is a fucking lie. It right? Really scarcity is a lie. Open it up to everybody. You're not going to miss nothing, baby. You're We're all going to be nothing. educated. Exactly. We're going to be educated. we all going to push each other forward. Right. That's what fucking community does. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so while we're walking the streets in the sea of whiteness. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I told y'all that Jay is fly as fuck. Mm-hmm. Okay, so everybody is fly as fuck. I don't want you to think that everybody wasn't fly. I'm going to show y'all the pictures. But everybody was fly. Mm-hmm. But Jay, she had, like I said, she's like this fucking celestial witch. Mm. <laughs> that's the best way she I can describe it. Eye. Yeah, she has okay. this big old hair that's white. Mm-hmm. 
grayish. I think it's gray, like gray white, like this big. Mm-hmm. And her, just her fashion game is on point. Right. Just. Was it curls? Yes, it's big curly. And so when people would see her, they like, oh my God, like you look amazing. <laughs> Can I take your picture? Yes. And that's you know. how you're supposed to push through though. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so from our point of view, and I want to point this out. So from our point of view as trans women, you know how because we're trans women and our transness inform mm. our thought. So sometimes when we get cat called, it's actually validating our womanhood. Yes. So we're like, ow. We get it through. <laughs> when the boys is looking, when the boys is like, hey, baby girl, you so fine. Damn, look at that ass. We like, ow. We push through. <laughs> you hey, ain't calling baby. us no man. You ain't get no clock. <laughs> you ain't get no clock. You ain't no, Because we could easily get, that's a nigga, y'all. Man, hold on. I think that's a man. So we getting through. So it's validation of the identity that we want to put out there. So cat calling for us isn't a bad thing. And I had to grow up and listen to black women and other women to learn that that was a thing that was neg- disrespectful. Now, did I know it was disrespectful? I can I, I have been caught, catcalled in a way that I knew was disrespectful, but like I said, how I perceived it is different when it comes to, um, you know, just because trans my, trans, my trans experience. It's just you're validating me, and I don't get that a lot. So this little, even though it may be disrespectful, you saying I got a fat ass is still saying I got a woman fat through. ass. I'm pushing through. <laughs> so it's like, uh. I've said this for years. Clients have made, clients when I was a hoe, made me get self-esteem. A nigga spending his hard-earned money to give it to me, I felt love. If It let me know that I was valued. Made me ignore, ignore the objectification, but because of the scarcity of a positive attention, this kind of weird attention was beautiful. Made me feel beautiful. But that's off topic. Let's go back to the sea of white people in the streets of Austin. <laughs> as Jay is walking through the street, one of these foreign white ladies, because it, like I told you, it was all kind of flavor of whiteness, <laughs> vanilla times one, vanilla times two, <laughs> vanillas times three, French vanilla, Polish vanilla, 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 vanilla. Spanish vanilla, <laughs> Asian vanilla, 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 vanilla. <laughs> it was just vanilla, a bunch vanilla. of a lot of. <laughs> Vanilla shit going on, soy milk, vanilla, <laughs> coconut milk, vanilla, vanilla. So we're every chance we got, every chance they got, they were trying to stop her and take her picture. So the first time it happened, she was like, "Oh sure," da, 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 da. but then it started to be real weird because when you think about it, what are you doing with these pictures? You're gonna right. post it on, you're gonna Social post media. it somewhere and say, "Oh my God, look at her." Like I'm a, you know, like when you go to this, like a spectacle, yeah, like I'm a, this is a microaggression. You, (laughs) you go, like you go to the zoo and stand next to the emu and take a picture. Look, it's the emu. Stand next to the gorilla. Ooh, it's a, it's a gorilla. Look. Mm. Like, almost like, you know, when you go to the picture and take a, go to the circus and take a picture of the bearded lady with you and the bearded lady. It's that type of deal. So, but in my mind, now mind you, when I first see Jay, I'm like, she looks beat. Yeah. <laughs> so of course she go get they this attention. So in my mind, I'm at first I'm not thinking anything of it. But I told you that motherfucking money, <laughs> that money is on it. And when it's uncomfortable for her, she's like, mm, Wait a minute. I'm like this. <laughs> yeah. So we so the first time the white ladies do it, money is like, 
Um. <laughs> nah, I don't know if I, I want y'all to take that. Where is this going? Am I going to be on media takeout? Uh, or, no, no, no. Money is the Jay is the one who was getting the pictures taken. Oh, okay, okay. So, oh, but, Money's the one who's very you, she in tune can't with hide her it. emotions. Right, okay. and she can't hide it. So she's like, uh, I don't feel comfortable with this. <laughs> and so Jay was like, you know, it happens so often that I kind of don't think about it all the time. Sometimes I'm cool with it. Sometimes I'm not. Da, 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 da. But from that point on, nobody was cool with it. <laughs> I think she said something. Right. It was like, uh uh-uh, no. People were coming up to me asking, can they take her picture? People were trying to take her picture, like, without her permission. And Money was like, are you trying to take her picture? Uh Uh-uh. And the white lady was like, Oh my god! Oh, we'll you, you know how they instantly turn into the victim. <laughs> I know. Oh my god! What? I can't, oh, what are you what? yelling at me for? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm just a white lady doing nothing. <laughs> I can't believe this. <laughs> a angry black woman at self by self white. Oh. <laughs> I thought this was a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly it was. So, so the whole time we just was coming through walking through the white people and one of the white one of the white dudes we walk past and he tells jay oh my god i love your hair and then as he gets a little bit further past us he says it would look better on my couch <gasps> uh, wow so did he get red who heard it? Did you hear it first? I heard, Who heard it? it. Me and Money heard it, but we really wasn't for sure. And then we're like, you confirmed it a little bit further down later on. Like, did you, is that what we heard? Oh. <laughs> it was crazy. It was so this whole this whole time we're going through like we got white people singing black songs. What? We Why got, did pass you? Yes, we got. It's just real weird. Like you it's like the Twilight Zone, motherfucker. <laughs> it's like, where are we? Are we about to be lit? <laughs> like I would have felt that on? too. It shit. was what? like it and it, nobody was really hostile. Yeah. That was the most rudest thing, but it just was invading personal space. You know how you walking down the street and the white people don't want to move even though they on the wrong oh side? God, Shit yes. like that. It just was microaggression <laughs> after Texas microaggression <laughs> over and over and over. We done put our bags down at the table to eat and the white man just sit at our table. What? Well, well, he was white. He was something. You know, I said it was different kind of flavors. <laughs> so he just he had soy milk vanilla. Yeah, or some kind of curry <laughs> vanilla. <laughs> something. He was something. And so I thought he was white. He just sat down there. And we like, okay, well, we have put our stuff right here. And right. we we have like seven of us, boo-boo. So get the fuck up. Six of us has a seat. And there's only seven seats here, and you're on one of them. Hey. What are you going to do? How are you? And Jay was like, can, can, we ha- can we have this? <laughs> oh, thank you. She was like, once you start getting up, thank you so much. Uh-huh. Skedaddle. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole time, it just was a sea of microaggressions and just funny. So I wanted to discuss microaggressions. So. I don't know how okay. I react. Well, you know what? I can't even say I don't know how I react. If I was walking past some some white people, they start singing black music or not black music, <laughs> they but hip hop. Uh, what is that rap. song? Uh, what, what about was Good Love? Dun, 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 I think Mia actually did. Uh, 
Oh, you know what? Oh, I've been. A, I me did what? I think oh, me. Hey, what's like this? I like the way you're working. No, no diggity. diggity. Hey. I like the bag it up. I like the way you're working. So, but I'm thinking it was our people over there performing. Oh, white man. Wow. <laughs> singing no diggity. And I'm like, <laughs> and Jay, this her. Violence! <laughs> <laughs> this is violence! <laughs> <laughs> so we decided to go to Starbucks and sit down. <laughs> and Money was like, I'm over it. We the need to find somewhere we can sit and feel safe. Because all of this is not right. And we sit down and talk and just get everything off our chest. <laughs> While we sip our... In the whitest, we in the Starbucks, the whitest place. <laughs> right? That's what I said, the irony. So anyway, for all of you who don't know what microaggressions are, I'm sure you do. But for people who may not know, we kind of wanted, we usually discuss microaggressions in on the backdrop of race. But there's other microaggressions that you can um, exhibit and, you know, and put on somebody. So... Let's talk about microaggressions. So microaggressions, by definition, are a statement, an action, or incident regarded as instance of indirect, subtle, unintentional discrimination against members of a marginalized group, such as a racial ethnicity or any kind of minority. So the key points is that it's subtle and it's unintentional. Um, but it it's rooted in discrimination. Mm-hmm. So can you give me an example, Mia, of one that you have experienced that's not rooted in race? Well, let's give, we can start with one that's rooted in race. Give me one that you've experienced. Anyone? Um, <clears throat> Microaggression that's rooted in race. Um, what are you? I'm American. No, 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 no. I know you're um, oh, you're American, but no, I'm not talking about your where you where you're from. But like, what's what's your ethnicity? Mm, so where are you? Special. So that's what perfect. are you? What exactly. Are you? What are you? Is a micro. Especially, you know, a, like Asian people get that a lot. So they'll get like, what are you? And they say, where are you from? And they'll say, oh, I'm from California. And they're like, no, where are you really from? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, what do you mean? I'm from California. What do you mean? No, I'm, I'm from Los Angeles. Uh, but the, what they're really trying to ask them is, are you from China? Are you from Japan? Are, are you, you from any parts of Asia? Because you look Asian. Where are you really from? As if somehow that's othering them and mm-hmm. it's rooted in discrimination and shady. But no, I'm an American. I'm an Asian American. I'm from California, born and raised. And that's what it is. You see what I'm saying? That would be a microaggression. Z, what about you? What's one that you would be? That one's rooted in race. What's rooted in, what was you about to say? Because yours might be different. Uh, Mine was kind of a racial thing in a way. Let's see. Let's, Let's see as far as, oh, okay. This is as far as my sexuality back when I was seen as a stud. Um, dudes used to ask me, so do y'all scissor? <laughs> like me and the girl I'll be dating. Y'all scissor or how do y'all have sex? Like, I don't know if that's a microaggression. <laughs> I guess it could it be. It could be because it's an assumption that. I don't know. Is it, oh. is it rooted in discrimination though? I don't well, know if that's a microaggression. I just think that's just an inappropriate question. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that's assuming that I scissor. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Huh. Let me. I got one. One that's rooted in transness is. Oh my God, Mia! You are so pretty. Like, I mean, you look like a real woman. You look like a real woman. Oh my gosh, that's the worst. <laughs> what about? And they can they can literally mean that, like. Like, like they think it, it's a compliment. Yes. Like they think, cause think about it. So when you say you're so pretty, you look like a real woman. Um, what you're saying is that if you know my trans women don't normally look like real women, and that's not true. We have some people that are on wide range of passability mm-hmm. and wide range of unpassability. Um, and passing to somebody when it comes to transness really depends on so many things like i get clocked more often by people who are of my race because they're used to seeing women of my race so they're easy to to pick out the difference Mm -hmm. so but somebody outside of my race they rarely ever clock me because they're like oh you look you you just a regular woman to me like you get what i'm saying also people who have been accustomed to being around trans folks can clock you can clock you faster than a person who's not used to it so if i go to new york it's easier for me to get clocked there because trans people are just running around all the time. So you're used to looking at them, you're used to hearing them and seeing their inflection and hearing their um, their vernacular and things that they can, that you can kind of pull out that can clock them. Mm-hmm. But if you go to Mississippi, they're so not used to trans folks. Folk, that's, when I moved to Mississippi, it was only like three trans women that were full-time mm. in the whole city. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So... In New York, that's impossible. <laughs> it's so many girls that are full time, being so full time for a year. You see what I'm saying? So the difference in culture makes it different and harder for you to clock because you're not used to, you're not expecting it at all. What about so, this one? Uh huh. Um, this one guy back when I was seen as a girl, he was like, "You look like a white girl with a black girl voice." Is that one? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you look like a white girl with a black girl voice. Like, yeah. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> That's rude. Throw that all the way around. Or, or, um, or the op- another one that's kind of similar to that one is, oh my God, you're so articulate. <gasps> oh, <laughs> I get asked if I speak Spanish a lot. Is that one? Um, no. I don't think like the, after they know that um Hispanic, that's not one. Mm, I like, think it could Spanish? be. It depending on how it's delivered. Oh my God, speak Spanish to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, you see an Asian girl. <laughs> speak Asian. <laughs> <laughs> say something in Asian. <laughs> <laughs> how do you say rice in Asian? <laughs> <laughs> all of that. So all of I guess that could right? how it's delivered could be. Um another one, another microaggression is you, this is really common. Um somebody walking down the street and moving to the other side of the street because you're black and male. Mm. Or holding that you get in. The oh elevator, yeah, I get that a lot. Or you get in the elevator and they move their purse to the other side because you're uh-huh. black and male. They were following you around the store. Or oh. when they get out, they or if they get out their car, they see you coming. They they automatically lock their car twice. Yes. <laughs> make sure it's locked, girl. Double locked. I locked it already, but let's make sure it's super super locked. Well, Mia be doing that. Or coming. Um, <laughs> I sure did. 
Oh, microaggression. <laughs> do y'all remember? Did y'all watch the movie Pretty Woman? Mm-hmm. It sounds familiar. Uh, it, it with Julia sound. Roberts. God, y'all young bitches. <laughs> no. Uh, let's see. Y'all I heard of it. I Fuck bet y'all. they played the theme song. Pretty <laughs> well. I heard of it. Walking I really did. Down the yes, they played that song on the movie. I bet it's Julia Roberts' movie. <laughs> Fuck y'all. Anyway. <laughs> you can't get back because we all know the movie, girl. <laughs> so she comes into one of the popular scenes in the movie. She comes in. Now, mind you, she got a rich little sugar daddy that then gave her her card. They done gave her his card. His card. And so she's looking like not like she's looking like a cheap prostitute so when she comes in there because he said he gave her the card so she can go buy something nice so she can go somewhere with him okay and so she came into this really expensive you know designer store and she was like "Mm, you might not want to be here you know this might be out of your budget and Ah. wasn't giving her good customer service because she assumed you're just a cheap whore that Uh can't afford nothing in here Oh, like she was asking her to see the dress, and she was like, mm, "That may be a little bit at your price range." Uh-huh. That's a microaggression. Uh-huh. You know, it's you know, it's based on you're discriminating, you're making an assumption, and da 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 da. So I've seen something similar like that. Yeah. In Yeah, same thing. That's exactly Uh, Selena. There you go. I had to be something in y'all age range. Selena, that's perfect. You know, you Spanish and you from Texas. It works together. And Selena works That's a microaggression. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was microaggression. (laughs) (laughs) You're problematic. And Selena is y'all queen. (laughs) (laughs) Neck and neck Beyonce and Selena. (laughs) 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 So... That those would be microaggressions. So her like Jay walking down the street and them trying to take her pictures, not not give, getting permission from her, kind of harassing her on kind of a certain level. Those are like microaggressions that white people feel because they feel like they entitled. They entitled to your body. They they're entitled to whatever they want because they move through the world. That's another thing that was really cool. Queen said because she. She was raised in a black as fuck family. Uh-huh. She moved through the world as a white man <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> because you know I am the fucking default. Like I'm not, I'm not the, I'm not the other. I'm the default because every everything in my life was revolved around blackness. So when I moved through the world, that's what it is. <laughs> I got I actually got a lot of them as far as living as a woman. Uh huh. Like I'll be like I remember when one time I was driving at my job. I used to do a wheelchair van, like pick up uh-huh. patients and stuff. And a, a tow truck guy came and he was like, "Yeah, I got a woman with me. I I can't do all that. She can't do all that with me." Or such such and such. And then I remember one time I went to get a patient. He was like, yeah, they sent this little girl to get me. So blah, 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 blah. Like, he was just being extra. <laughs> he was like, I can't do my job because I'm a little girl. Okay. Yeah, that's shame. <laughs> that's shame. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, kind of, un- I'm trying to think. Oh, like another thing that people might not know. Like when somebody says, oh, Mia, you know, you really, you kind of are subtle. You don't act like like a butch queen you don't act like a gay man like you kind of are toned down i really assume you ladylike you, know, you more ladylike <laughs> like you really are playing the role yeah you are really that, playing the that, role that giving me realness that is so you're shady. giving me realness girl i i didn't even know honey but yes. see, it, 
when they turn on their gay mm-hmm. man voice, yes, honey, they Tamar. And you they better, mean, you better work. When they're talking to you, you mm-hmm. better work, bitch. Yes, honey. And every yes, time they bitch. see you, they give you that. And they like, give you like that. Like they transform into a whole nother person. Like, they transform into a whole gay man because oh, they hey. think that you are a gay man and want to speak your language. Because that they think that that is letting your guard down. I am an ally, so let me speak the faggy language so <laughs> you can feel comfortable. <laughs> oh, I hate it. And the gay boys, you know, the gay boys do it too. That's a microaggression that we get from women and gay boys. Trans women get it. I, y'all wouldn't get it. Uh, I can't see y'all them doing that to y'all. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Of you it. would get it when a white boy is trying to speak in a black vernacular. Yeah. That is a microaggression. Yeah. What's up, yo? What's up, yo, homie? Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right. When they do that, that's a microaggression because they think that this is how black. What men about talk. if people come up to me selling weed, assuming that I smoke weed? That yeah. is a microaggression. That's microaggression. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh man, you look so hippie, yo. You got Sade tattooed on your fucking arm. You got these flowers. You like a flower child, man. I just knew that you smoked. <laughs> microaggression. Yeah. It happened to me when I applied to a job. Oh, and that's epic, though, too. The fact that you got Sade tattooed on your arm. And the fact that she has a trans son. And she got a trans son. Yeah. Yeah. That is so epic. That was dope. (laughs) That's dope as fuck. Y'all heard the new song? Yes, I did. Did you see Wrinkle in Time? I did not. Y'all haven't seen it? Y'all not gotta yet. go oh, support to. our black women. Y'all are shady. Y'all went. I had oh. to force y'all to oh, go see Black Panther. Oh, you did have to force us to go see Black Panther. We, we was on it. Oh, Microaggression. Let me tell y'all this Wakanda moment that happened in Austin. Oh. So, we were up in this meeting that they told us to come in, and we had wore it out. There was this black dude who was basically trying to get these white folks money, and the white lady unintentionally brought these black as fucks women into the party. Oh, <laughs> us. Oh. And you don't bring us into a space where a motherfucker is just giving bullshit right. <laughs> about people and we're not going to call it out. So we made the room very uncomfortable. Like he was, he was talking about all kinds of shit, trying to make blackness, not about like gun violence, not about race, trying to make, they were, he was saying dumb shit. Like we can't just throw money at problems. And you know, that's a real witch, rich, rich motherfuckers way of thinking mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were just trying to explain to him like yo it was so much of this conversation i want to explain it because it's gonna be super long but basically he was coming in trying to get some funding from these white motherfuckers and we were fucking it up by pointing things out we thought we were coming there to learn and we didn't come there to learn we you came got- there to teach right. motherfucker <laughs> you need to give your coins to black women who are already doing the work that you're trying to do because you're trying to get this stupid ass fucking survey. His name was Young Guru. He's like Jay Z's um, engineer or oh, some music engineer. Yeah. So we weren't even supposed to be here. And we, it was a closed meeting and off the record. They made it clear that it was off the record. <laughs> and we were like, you know, basically what we were trying to explain to him like, you need to get, there's people who are already doing the work, sweetie. You just got to give them mm-hmm. the coins and they're broke. They need it. Take your big money, big corporation money and all this stuff. Give them the and, funding so and they give can them get the it so they can do it. And he started bringing, he had brought up his mother and I'm like, dude, <laughs> you have a perfect example. Your mother, he was saying that his mother was the one in the school because she was a teacher, I guess. 
she was the one in the school that all the white teachers who were scared of the teenage black boys. You a teacher and you scared of teenagers? Get the fuck out of here. Wow. But th- microaggression is I'm scared of these black boys. <laughs> so so microaggression is Miss. Let's say his mother's name, Miss Elaine. Miss Elaine, we have a problem, black child. Please come deal with them. Because he said that his mother was the one that they would come deal to come get to deal with the black children. That's a microaggression. (laughs) So, so she would be the one. I think uh, money said (laughs) money or uh, the kid said. that she was the Negro whisperer, <laughs> the Negro whisperer, whispering to the kids coming up. <laughs> so and so, I was pointing it out like you got these. You said you got these evil corporations, and then you got the fucking um the people, the maybe the good people that work for the corporations that got the money. Think about how imp- how impactful and amazing it would be if you connect that money to somebody like your mother, who create who can create programs for these little boys who got these scary ass white people that don't want to give them resources. They too busy um, throwing them off to the black lady, the one talking black lady that can talk to them. Uh-huh. Stuffing them with drugs, telling that you kid has ADHD. Exactly. Drugging them. Yeah, up. yeah. They they quick to send them to get Adderall and uh-huh. um, all these kind of doped up shit to fuck them up when they really just fucking brilliant and you can't speak their language because you're vanilla. Right. <laughs> so like we in there just reading and making the room <laughs> uncomfortable with great black women education. <laughs> and so we left there because I'm telling you about the Wakanda moment. We left there <laughs> and went down to the hotel, went down to the front of the hotel to wait for our lift. And I told y'all we were in the sea of whiteness, right? Oh, yes. So we're coming through the hotel, whiteness. We're coming <laughs> out the hotel doors, whiteness. We're standing on the front of the hotel, whiteness. I would have loved to have, like, <laughs> captured that, how their heads was just like. Yeah, every, I mean, <laughs> I didn't even know. You know, they're real bland, just like their food. Uh, I didn't even know. <laughs> I didn't even know there was this many white people, types of white uh, people. I'm just so used to, you know, not being around them. So it's like, uh, you know, it, that's just how it is. And I didn't know it was this many flavors. But we were kind of out in the front of the hotel. And all of a sudden... Uh, another whole clique of badass black women is across the street. Yes. Uh-huh. And guess what they do? Come right They said, over. hey! <laughs> <laughs> we're here. We're over here. You, you would have thought we were trying to save them from a, 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 a deserted <laughs> island. <laughs> I wish I could have been there in that moment. They were like, hey. And guess what they all did? <laughs> put their ex across their chest like ow Wakanda forever motherfuckers and we did it too and they ran across the street and when we put our exes up this white lady was like oh my god that's so funny oh that's so cool what does that mean <laughs> and Montanique said uh, no it's not for you <laughs> no haven't seen it's not for you not like she said you know that how, to her you know, you know, yes you know how blue Blue May of uh, Beyonce and Jay Z put their hands down. She was like, no, yeah. no not for you. No, <laughs> what did she do? Not for you. The white lady was like, oh, oh okay. 
awkwardly silent. So the black girls come over and start taking the pictures, but we couldn't get the camera right. So the black, the little black girl said, oh, can you take the picture to the white lady? And I was like, yes, since you want to be involved, take our picture. Uh, <laughs> and she was like, oh, my God, this is so cute. <laughs> Oh, get out of here. Oh. <laughs> so we're talking and asking them where they're from, and we just had a black girl magic moment, and it was so cute with some strangers. <laughs> so cute. Then we saw every black girl we saw, we like, hey, we having a get-together on Wednesday. Come. You black, come on. <laughs> and one of them showed up to the little get-together, oh, and it was yeah. so fun. So, so, so fun. I loved it. That was one of my favorite moments. So anyway... These are micro. We want to talk about microaggressions. So these are <laughs> these are my some of the microaggressions that we see all the time. We got people who um, let me think of like ooh um, another microaggression that we got to think about is when people use pussy in their language to describe something weak. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or gay. Or gay. Like oh this movie is gay. I don't like that. Or dark. Dark, explain it. The term dark, they were like, that's so dark, or you're so oh, dark. Oh, okay. I can see that in a, in a certain way. Oh, that's a microaggression that um, dark-skinned girls get. Oh, my God, you're so pretty for a dark-skinned girl. Which means the same thing as, oh, my God, you're so articulate for a black girl. Or, but they don't really say for a black girl. They just say, oh, my God, you're, so you're just so articulate. Or say it's a dark-skinned Indian girl that happens to pass as black because, you know, some of them can. Yes. And um, they'll be like, is that your real hair? Or Yes, that's a microaggression. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's crazy. Or a regular black girl with a weave. Right. Is that your real hair? Is it real? Is what it hair do you have today? Hair? I see you have a different oh, hair today. Oh, what hair do you have today? <laughs> yes, all of that kind of stuff. So when they say, um, what's another one? This is a hella, hella Any problem. kind of slut shaming is a microaggression towards gender. Yeah. Um, any kind of... <clears throat> victim blaming like if you immediately mm-hmm. are questioning the victim like immediately you ain't even seen the evidence and you just like mm, what was she wearing right <laughs> all that kind of stuff um tone policing is microaggression like if um like monique well you know i think she's telling the truth but she's just not saying it in the right way Right. Mm. If I'm unfairly being treated, whatever the fuck kind of way I that I way. come to you is the way I fucking come to you because I'm unfairly being treated. Yes, no so matter how it's conveyed. I, right. Mm-hmm. So this whole, well, she just didn't come the right way. You know, I mean, she could have said it in a nice way. They, they do that to black people. We got to be extra nice just to get something. Right. That's you know. But if the white the white lady coming in, oh, can I speak to your manager? Um, she didn't give me any free bags, right? And she needs to learn how to speak to affluent white women. <laughs> or, or if you're on the phone, or you're, or you customer service, um, and they can tell that you're a black person, or they'll be like, oh, "Are you black?" Or they'll say, I want to talk to somebody else different. I've been told that before. Well, not they, 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 or they don't think you're the manager. Yeah. And I, like, at my store, I am the boss, bitch. <laughs> and right. so when you ask me, can you speak to a manager? And I say, 
and I do a spin <laughs> and say, well, I'm the only one I'm in here. This bitch. <laughs> it's me. One, one moment, let me go get her. Spin around and say, "Here I go." Hey, oh. <laughs> I am that girl. Okay. <laughs> I need the store manager. Spin around again. Boom! I am that girl. I need the owner. <laughs> Boom! I am, no, I'm, I'm not the owner. <laughs> I wish. But tone policing and that kind of and language policing too. Like anytime somebody is giving you a lecture about using AAVE. Like using black vernacular, uh-huh. using um, Your damn the language accent, and, and bad accent, or how you speak that is not typical, like standard English. Mm-hmm. Anytime they're policing you like that, you know that's not how you say that. You know you gotta you gotta speak proper. You know me speaking Bible language or what? <laughs> like what is proper English? So, however, however that when they're giving you all that shit, that's microaggression. Um, any kind of mansplaining when a man is trying to explain something to you that you like, baby, I don't need this man explanation. I get it. I get it. Um, (laughs) interrupting all that. Um, Mm -hmm. mom shaming, like making them feel like, one gay guy have a kids like breastfeeding is a microaggression yes like not no not the act of breastfeeding but somebody trying to shame mm-hmm. you for feeding your child is a microaggression mm-hmm. yeah you know they're trying to police what you do as a mother what you do as a woman that's a microaggression absolutely sexualizing or it's like you're talking to like <laughs> if like if you talk to a if you're talking to a gay guy and you you use the wrong pronouns like female pronouns how do you know that he doesn't want to be called him yes, but you automatically be like hey, very girl. often yes hey, exactly do y'all think using like the the in the ballroom scene those <laughs> trans men realness and trans like but what is it butch queen or femme queen mm-hmm. realness is that in a way microaggression or because just it our was culture created, if, if it was right. because it was created by us and we deemed it okay i don't think it's a microaggression oh, i don't think it's okay. negative i think that we this is our culture we created for us right right okay. you know so um i don't i don't think it is personally um so with that being said mm-hmm. what about the word nigga what about it like well no if no. black people use it to each other, it's not a microaggression. But if a white person uses it, it definitely is. No, that's a direct aggression. <laughs> a direct <Okay>. aggression. <laughs> a micro assault. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's direct. Uh, you should beat a bitch ass. Uh, <laughs> no, that ain't no micro nothing. <laughs> um, any kind of gaslighting. Y'all know what gaslighting is? The definition of a gaslighting? Uh-uh. Okay, gaslighting. It comes from, we talked about this during the Austin. <laughs> hmm. Somebody thought it was, who thought, was it money? Who thought it was about the gaslight not coming on? I think it was money. Yes, I think it was money. Who she, she was thinking about the gaslight coming on and the gas isn't really on it. It, it was weird. We were looking <laughs> at her like, what? <laughs> I think it was money. I don't know. Who was it? I don't know, but this was something we talked about. So it's really is there's a Twilight Zone movie uh, um, show where the guy, she, the the wife in the in the show 
it's the old old Twilight Zone episode. Mm-hmm. Um, the wife in the show thought she was going crazy because the husband kept on doing stuff like moving stuff around in the house, and he was making her seem like she was going crazy because she was like, "No, I know this was right here. I know oh. this was what it was," and he was making her go crazy on purpose. And oh. gaslighting is when somebody. When you're giving them some truth, some political truth, some um, experience truth that you've experienced, and they make it seem like you're crazy for thinking mm. that that you're thinking <laughs> what you're thinking. Right. We know that very well, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, you know, our life is gaslit. <laughs> In fact, it's my best friend. Yeah. I love gas now. <laughs> so, you know, gaslighting is something that we definitely um, – experience all the time so i wanted to talk about microaggression because it was a because we were around all this whiteness it was really a lot of you know microaggressions the whole time but because these women are fucking amazing just being around them and in their presence created a safe space Uh where you guys were able to enjoy the experience exactly so that leads me into our next conversation right Uh so one of the things I wanted to talk about is how to create a safe space for trans folks as an ally. Mm-hmm. So when I knew that I was coming to Austin to meet these women that I had never met, I had listened to I had listened to them and um I had been a fan from afar. Mm-hmm. So first of all, this whole trip, this whole thing was an unexpected like dream almost think about it y'all know when i introduced this idea to create a podcast all the people that i love to listen to that are podcasters so black joy mixtape tiwi queen jay queer walk Mm -hmm. these people that i mention all the time so for them to invite me into a space with them you see what i'm saying like people Mm. like these are the people that i listen to it's different if it's just some random people that connected to you Mm. and they like oh we want you to be a part of this these Mm. are people that i know and i don't know them but you know when you listen to people for so long and you you feel like you you know them them and this these are people that i specifically listen to and they're separate entities. Queer Walk is not T with Queen and Jay. They're they in the same area, but they're two total different things. Mm-hmm. So when I, for me to be in a space with these two shows that I listen to and love and appreciate that is pro-trans, that is pro-black, and pro just everything that is my politic, for mm-hmm. me to be in a space like that, it just was like a dream come true. So thank you. Thank you. Yes, indeed. I was about to say thank you, ladies, but Jay ain't no motherfucking lady. <laughs> <laughs> so thank y'all for making me feel so, 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 so comfortable. Yes. So it was an absolute safe space. But, you know, not knowing where what you're going into, you're, you're not really for sure. I'm not sure what you're going to get Exactly. Into Is and... it going to be funny? Are they going to be uncomfortable with me being around them, getting clocked? If I do person. get clocked, you mm-hmm. know. Dealing with the microaggressions of the other people about me being trans, how mm-hmm. they're going to react to it. Um, is it going to be uncomfortable with me in the room? If the, if some guys are in the room, some sit hats are in the room, uh-huh. is it going to be uncomfortable? Gonna be is it going to be weird? Is my tea going to be spilled? You know, it's so many things that could have happened in a space with some, some people that you don't know as a trans person. Mm-hmm. So I, when I came in, you know, I'm a twirler. 
<laughs> first of all, so of all. I ain't really too worried about shit popping off. <laughs> so you know, I'm like, well, I can just you know, if something go down, honey, y'all go see these hands. <laughs> Not them, but if you know the outside world get to trying it, y'all gonna see a whole ugly side of Miss Diamond. <laughs> and you know, and I would have hated to put them in a situation where they done invited me and. You know, I had to twirl, I, I had to twirl some people in front of them. They like, oh my god, we ain't inviting you. No <laughs> we invite you no more. So it was so many things that could have popped off, you know. And I would have put them <laughs> in uncomfortable situations. So but I was, didn't. it didn't. No, 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 no. It, it, it did not. And coming in a space with them, they made me feel safe. They let me know that these are my sisters. These are my. These are kindred spirits who think like you experience life like you mm-hmm. and you what are safe of? here what yeah kind of that kind is so baby. important but how do they do that <laughs> um you know how you come in a space of black folks and you know this is family yeah how do how do i don't know how to explain it so how do you, what happens when you come in a space of black folks what are some of the things that happen that make you feel safe well, when, it's already a, when it's a safe when it is a safe space I'm already kind of socially awkward. Uh-huh. So, but some of the things that. How you talk do, to me when you talk to me like a human being. Yeah, yeah. D- d- just like how welcoming you can be to somebody. Like you can tell when people are kind of like yes, apprehensive about your presence and stuff. <laughs> so, but like some of the things they can do, you know, just welcome you with a hug and, you know, speak to you. You know, make sure that your presence is known, not just kind of like in their own little zone. You're off to the side. What were you about to say? I was about to say, offering me food is the number one. <laughs> I me mean too. I'm a fat, <laughs> yeah. I need some fat girl Be treats. <laughs> right. here. So, yes, you know, just how, being um, generous, being um, just the fact that you're inviting me to the space when you didn't right. have to. I was going to come. You see what I'm saying? I was going to come and see them because they were coming to fucking Texas. Even if I wasn't involved in the stuff, I still was coming to see them because I was a fan of theirs. You see what I'm saying? So I was going to come. So the fact that before I even came, they like, ooh, come be in this shit with us. That was amazing. So, you know, just how they spoke to you, how they speak into you like a human being and not like a trans other thing. They're speaking to you like a woman. They're speaking to you like you're you're one of us. Um, It it just, uh, they just were so loving and special and just like, it just let me know that these are kindred spirits and that's, that was a safe space for me. I didn't, I didn't even know when we were walking through the whiteness, we noticed it. But like, if we're sitting in a huddle, like when we're eating or when we're sitting in Starbucks talking, we're looking at each other and talking to each other. So people around us don't really matter because this is a bubble of safe space and i don't think i could have went to austin because i've been always wanting to go to um south by southwest i've always wanted to go to it because i didn't know exactly what it was but i knew it was a music festival and you know this is i thought i would be able to try it but i don't know if i would have enjoyed it if i didn't enjoy it with them because they made it safe they made it like i would the black folks that were outside of them I don't know if I would have been those were my kind of black people <laughs> you know okay, no I didn't know there was it was kind of well, uh, it, hit or miss you? like I don't know <laughs> so it just made it a safe space so why, why I wanted to bring this up I wanted to talk about um, 
what makes a safe space for us? What for an ally? What are some of the things that you find to be strategies that they can take to make a safe space for us in work, um, in social spaces, um, work, social spaces, and what else? Oh, hospitals. Don't don't treat me like I'm the other, but acknowledge my differences. You can acknowledge my differences at the appropriate when it's time impor- when it's important. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, right. That's ri- it's basic shit. Like yeah. anybody else, you know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, I don't. It's kind of like the color blindness, except not in color, more like in gender. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want you to be like, oh, I don't see black. No, I want you to see my blackness because that's right. important to me, and I care. I care about my blackness. I want you to uh-huh. see it. I want you to, when I come into a space, know that I'm bringing a whole history of blackness. Right. <laughs> I need you to see it. I don't right. need you to be colorblind to it. But I also don't need you to have the microaggressions on hand ready to throw at me. Uh-huh. I don't need you to have any kind of prejudice or, but it's kind of impossible because they're bred to be racist against us, just how culture is set up. So I don't know. But I want you to keep that shit in check. Right. But you know, yeah. some people's microaggressions come naturally. They don't even know that they're. Yeah, that's micro- what it yeah. is. It's unintentional. Yeah. So, what about you, Mia? What are some of the things that make you feel safe? What is um, in work? What would, what if if you, when you work for somebody, mm-hmm. what makes you feel safe? What makes it a safe space in the work environment? The the information oh. that the the knowledge the. Like if you if you already acknowledge the LBGT community in general and and the transgender community, well, it's all together. But like when you have you ever filled out an application and then they have like are, are you female, male, and then they if they have gay, trans, and just different things and they're catering to uh, different parts of the community and they know about it and they're like oh, okay they don't treat you like a whole different person and they respect your pronouns if your name's not changed they they keep it between you and them they they don't have discussions outside of um professionalism you, right and it's all it's all incompetency you you know mm-hmm. you don't have those pl- spaces where people are like oh you know that they're they're trans and then you have to worry about everybody else finding out when people are educated about it i feel like it makes it the environment way more safer mm, what about you see in work at work what i love to see what actually made me feel safe was seeing uh, uh <coughs> like queer people in places of management like higher up places you know yeah. what i mean not just the worker yeah so i that made me feel safe and seeing the the usage of the correct pronouns and you know no talking about it really well you hear a little talking about it when new people come they'll make comments but like you know eventually it just you just get used to it just that space of welcoming of you know what i mean just we're not going to talk about it it's just about work that's what makes me feel safe like even if you just if you know my tea, don't talk about it. It's cool. Like that's just absolutely. You know I, mean? I feel like for me, it's 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 all about the opportunity. How many people are like you said? How many people are in the space that are already queer? Uh-huh. What do you already know about the transness? And are you making room for them? Or are you mm-hmm. making them invisible? Um, for me, 
it's the visibility and the number of people and are you treating me fairly like you just have me on the dock doing all the man stuff because you think right. i'm a man <laughs> oh my gosh yes i don't quit or, jobs because of that or do you have me in the front where i'm talking to the people and showing my wonderful personality <laughs> yes am i am i in the front do you have me do the masculine things or the feminine thing not that everything has a a gender and we go but you know has sometimes people some jobs put gender on things mm-hmm. like they all the boys is going to do this and all the girls <laughs> is going to do this like yep. the girls are cashiers and the boys <laughs> are going to be the burger flippers like what if i want to flip burgers and i want to be in people's face like like give me a chance to do everything that i want to do yeah i want to know it's crazy though like people could always sense my masculinity like even my parents when i was coming up they would like have me throw out the trash and mm-hmm. stuff like that and then at a specific job you know People would tell me how appealing I am or whatever. So you would think they would put me in the front with the girls and, you know, at the cash register. But they put me on the hardest fucking job on the pizza line. Right. So it was just interesting. And all the work and all the cleaning up. It was just interesting. Mm-hmm. I also was going to say um, what makes me more interested in job or, or um makes me feel more calm is if they have like insurance like if mm. they have an insurance that covers trans or gender surgeries oh, and stuff like that I'm like, oh my gosh that's so important uh-huh. like starbucks for instance right they have that like yeah. that's something that i think is so important. what about healthcare. S- social spaces what are some of the things that make you safe in social spaces so if you go out in public with an <laughs> ally what are some of the things that they can do to make you feel safe have my motherfucking back. <laughs> okay. Be ready to motherfucking twirl. Yes. <laughs> nah, da, da, I'm, jo- I'm joking. Because <laughs> everybody ain't no twirling. And so I, I learned that lesson a while ago. Uh, How long ago? A Shit. while ago when I was in my teens. So I have a cousin named Cliff. Cliff is not a twirler. <laughs> you get to twirling with him, he's well, gonna stand there. Cliff nowhere. Exactly. <laughs> Cliff, you don't love you, me, but Cliff. he's upfront about it. He said, "Baby, listen." <laughs> oh, at least he lets you know. He's like, "Listen, I am not a fighter. I am a pretty ass nigga, and I don't like to fight. <laughs> so when the fight is gonna happen, I'm gonna call the police for you. I ain't gonna leave you, but I'm gonna get out the way. I'm not gonna be no fighting." That's not me. That's not where I come from. And that's not me. <laughs> and he let you know up front. I'm not that girl. <laughs> so, but I, but Cliff will do anything for you. <laughs> but twirl. But twirl. <laughs> so, I don't expect that from everybody. Because I understand every, that is a really strenuous place to be. That is a. Yeah, that's um, like asking you. That's an unsafe space to <laughs> yeah, be. Old so ass everybody mama. ain't for that. Yeah. <laughs> but my mama older, she would pull down. Expect her to fight for you. Yeah. She 80. So, so something. it's certain people. Like if if I know you a person that don't mind twirling, if you we get somewhere and you don't twirl, I'm going to be like, mm, you not, we not cool no more. <laughs> so like it just depends. Like, so for example, like, you know, you with a, out with a bunch of chicks and some niggas get to popping off, and they like, well, you a nigga, so you got to Girl, fight you know, there by I'm yourself, like you said. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Baby. My, one of my my ex friends, she said that she was like, "Girl, I don't know why you keep like when they say something to you, why you just don't keep walking, girl? Why you get into it with them? Because girl, if they pop you, you know, I'm a woman, I can't just I can't just fight like that. I'm like, bitch, I'm on." 
testosterone blockers and estrogen. I'm not as strong. <laughs> I got a little one too, just in case you want to try a, it. That's a microaggression. They think you got that super trendy <laughs> man strip in strip. you. No shade. I've seen a lot of fights that and all the trainees won. Uh, no, I didn't see the fight where the trainees didn't win. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. No. That's a misconception. I'm sorry. That yeah. you still have that quote-unquote man strength hidden yes. away. <laughs> that is that is a common misconception. <laughs> um, uh, one of the things that also makes mm. me feel safe is um, when they check people. Like, if, I, if there is some type of microaggression happening mm. or there's some kind of weird happening and they check them, oh, they're like, get the fuck out of here. Oh, speaking of mm-hmm. that, I went to like an after hours, a banjee after hours, uh-huh. and um, it's straight people and gay people that go to it. And uh, one of the things that made me feel safe was the fact that, like, when everybody started coming to the club, a man would get on the announcement. He would say, you know, this is space for everyone. Gay or straight, we welcome everybody here. So we don't need anything other than peace. If and you fun. about yeah right, if you about the other stuff, then leave. Right, and then he would he would just go about his business, and mm. everybody would just chill. Every it would with everybody in there, and I think that's what made it safe. Set the vibe, mm. set the vibe, set the mm. tone. Um, what else makes it safe? Hmm. Having a big ass rainbow flag or a big <laughs> big no. ass trans flag. No, nope, that don't make me feel safe. <laughs> that made me feel like a target. Uh, that make it don't make me feel safe. It, I guess in some instances, sometimes, but we know that being LGBT does not make you not a racist. True. It, it does not make you not a sexist. It doesn't mean that I'm not gonna come yeah. across some creepy ass trans man that's acting, that's performing masculinity in the same way that the creepy cis head <laughs> men do, and they can be creepy and like. Um, I told y'all know how that goes. <laughs> and then you, you don't know if you're going to, you can meet some LGBT folks and it just be not a safe space for you because they're, because they're transphobic. Yeah. Oh my so gosh, that's true. sometimes it can be a safe space. You will hope. Yes. Let, uh-huh. Let's say 70% of the time. It yes, it's a put a little space. light bulb over yeah. the head. <laughs> <laughs> it could be creepy or they can be great. Um, or hug your neighbor. Absolutely. <laughs> Everybody hug your neighbor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? That's about it in regards to safeness. Can't think of anything else. Um, yeah, treat us like a we're normal. Be educated on it. Don't ask us a million ass fucking stupid ass one on one questions. Like which so restroom how, do you use? Which restroom do you use? How long have you been in tr- how long have you been dressing up as a woman? <laughs> oh, is this is this is this every day for you? Like it's every day. Oh my God. That's I'm so, oh my God. I'm so proud of you. It's so brave. <laughs> Oh you my God! So you brave. are so brave <laughs> <laughs> to come at your house every day like that. Oh my God! <laughs> that takes so much courage. <laughs> so much courage. You are so strong. So strong. You've been through think, a lot. I don't think I could ever. <laughs> Not you've been through a lot. <laughs> I don't think I could ever do what you're doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
I don't think I could ever go through the the things that you go through on a daily basis. Like this shit you put me through now, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that part. The shit you put me through now. Fuck out of here. <laughs> so. Austin was amazing in regards to how we just was black as fuck. Every space we were in, we were dropping knowledge. But it was good. Yeah. The fact that they putting motherfucking bombs on people, porches. Oh. Makes you be makes you get a you wanna know, get the hell away from Austin and come back to Houston. Absolutely. So <laughs> if you don't know, they are leaving package bombs on black people's doors. And Hispanics. And Hispanic, so black and browns, and they're acting like this is not racially motivated, but it's prominent black families right. that they are doing this. We didn't catch the killer, so it's not deemed a hate crime yet. We, but we're, and the, the police said we're not gonna put it past. It's not off the table, but we don't want to get people too excited. But what the bomb is, it's a kind of bomb that is detonated by movement. Oh, wow. It's it's a good ass fucking bomb. It's a really sophisticated bomb. So it's on purpose. This is a skilled person. There is a button that it it's a safety button on the bomb that makes people um that makes the person who's planting it able to move it until it's it. red and leave it and right. then they can press the button and it'll be whoever touches it blows them up. That's so sick. it's it's three people that has been um terrorized because this is terrorism yes just so y'all know you want to know what's crazy though i Mm -hmm. read on this um this article that just came out on cnn it Mm -hmm. says here wait 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 it says something okay yeah it says authorities have also responded to 735 calls of suspicious packages since the explosions Absolutely, because that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people, and that makes you think: how many, how many calls do we have? How many calls do we have to make? Seven hundred. That's a lot. Absolutely, and bro, I would get out of Austin like if I know I'm a black man, black woman. But you don't have the money. There's a a history in Texas about anti-blackness. So there is a tree. It's called the hanging tree in um orange texas i think it's been cut down now but for years this tree called the hanging tree was used wow. to hang black folks and it was in a, in a town that didn't accept black people in it there's also a town called vider v-i-d-o-r and they're they call these towns like this sundown towns mm-hmm. and why they call them sundown towns is that black folks can't be the, in them when the sun is down Wow. And so it's a, a tons of history around no black people living in these towns. The KKK is central part of these communities. Um, so anti-blackness is rampant in Texas. We know this. Mm-hmm. We know that this is we live here. So we know that it's just this how it is. Yeah. One of the th- is and it's just as recent. Like there's this, in this particular town, the mayor, because I guess they're trying to change some things so they can come off and under the kind of the cloud of reputation of being racist in this little town called Viter or Vitter or whatever it's called. And so the mayor was like, we're trying to change it. And so in like 1993, they brought people in to create some like housing divisions for to and low income housing people to come in and bring some black people in. Mm-hmm. And you know, all the black people end up moving. They, when they wow. moved into the town, they were terrorized as such and 
they left out. This is this is early ninety three. You don't know it's crazy though. People think it's over, but I just read this no. other article. It, a black guy named Timothy Coggins. He was murdered October ninth, nineteen eighty three, mm-hmm. and it's just like the past October. No, the past March twenty seventeen. It was some new evidence that resurfaced to deem it a hate crime, right. actual hate crime. What was so, evidence? What was evidence? Let's see. Uh, uh, more of uh, more people that was involved oh, in it, and it, they were all white. Right. Where people was involved, so they was locking them up, and then people was lying in the court. They locked them up too, so it's just it's crazy. Right. So the, we the, this city, the, I mean this state, and multiple towns around this state has a history of racism, violence, anti-blackness. This is norm. So the fact that the police are not directly saying that these people are targeted. Specifically because they are what they are, especially when everybody is connected, when these people are connected to these people. Like there's some one of them that um, got blew up that wasn't wasn't supposed to get blew up because they had a connection to the other black prominent oh, family. Was it the Hispanic lady? Right. Oh. She had a connection to the black prominent too. Oh it's shit. The Howards and the the one of, or the one? houses. One 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 is named House and one his name is Howards. I think uh, it is. Let one of them, check. it was a, a guy, a, uh, it a was young a, a guy. teenager. Yeah, thing. he was yeah. like a, a cellist, I think. Was it a cellist? And like he was a future doctor mm-hmm. and just a brilliant kid. It's so unfortunate. And then recently, I also read another article where it was like these little white kids. Uh, it was like, we're going to play a game to this little white boy. And, I mean, this little black boy gave him a, a noose around his neck. Oh, it's actually four. It's four? Oh, four now. Not just three. It's four. Wait, now. It, and they're all connected to this family. So this is two different black prominent families in Austin. Wow. So that's what's going on in Austin while we were up there. So we didn't, like I said, I felt like I was in a safe space with my girls. But, uh, you know, when we start hearing about that, and I'm like, whoa, what's going on? I'm like, why is nobody talking about this? And we immediately started tweeting it. And, you know, because we're community bitches. And we uh, immediately started talking about it. So in the midst of the beauty of the safe space that I was in with these amazing, brilliant, bright, loving black women, mm-hmm on the outside of this bubble that we were creating for ourselves were people being blown up because they were black and brown. Right. Isn't that crazy? Like just, just that happening in the same time that we were coming there for an event that was so amazing. Um, and I don't get why people like white people choose not to acknowledge, like even that geo. Well, like why isn't it, why isn't it like being covered? Yes. Like, like uh, why, why are we just seeing, cause the only place I've seen it was on, Social media. Yeah, when wow. I posted. Right. Why why isn't it? I been? think it may have been too fresh. But there's 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 still like hella unreported hate crimes though. Like so yeah. many. Time. They throw right. under, so I mean yeah. it's to be expected, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For people not to talk Especially about Especially in it. Texas. Yeah. But even that geo acknowledged their past racism. On Snapchat, I actually caught my eye. I said for decades our coverage was racist. To rise above our past, we must acknowledge it. Absolutely. This, this whole little 
cool ass article. So yeah, I remember that article. I love yeah. it. I love that they were acknowledging and saying we're moving in a different direction. Right. You know, because shit was crazy. And they always post stuff like with National trans people. Right? Yeah, they yeah. seem very progressive. Yeah. Yeah. You dope. think they are. And then you think about the past work and you're like, oh, that was kind of shady. shady. Yeah. Especially if you, it's funny how when you get older, you understand the. The, underlying the nuances the stuff. and stuff like why mm-hmm. this caused this. Yeah. Like, you know, the media would look at Gaddafi and be like, oh, my God, he was evil. when We blew Gaddafi up and U.S. killed him. You feel yeah, what I'm saying? But if you, right. But if you think about it, <clears throat> he really was trying to unite some of the areas in Africa. Was he was it, he there's some problematic shit that he was doing. There were some things that were problematic, mm-hmm. of course, but. <clears throat> He definitely had some things that he was working on in regards to getting Africa more independent that I thought was really kind of admirable and nice and good. Um, but we don't want to go into the subject of Gaddafi. <laughs> they made uh, um, Marcus Garvey look crazy, too. Yeah, of course. He was that man, though. Another thing about Austin that I loved, other than the community building and... Um, is being the example that you want to see in the world. Being, you know, like this, my song, the theme song for this show is, um, the time has come for us to be the change you want them to be. So it, I learned that on this trip. Like we have to be, um, gosh, we have to be examples for people. Intentionally, we have to be, bring people into spaces that bring a fresh voice like if you are in a space or if you, if you you are invited to a space bring people along with you bring people who you know will add texture and color and education and push whatever space that you are in forward so i already knew that that's how i live that's how um um just just what i practice in my own life but it, it has to extend um to being models of what you want to see to other people and i really really learned that on this trip one of my favorite moments was listening to queen um share her sexual exploits and her exploration and how much agency she has around her body, around her relationships, around things that she wants to um, experience, things she wants, and just just her whole attitude around sex and relationship and her queerness and how it's not, it's amazing how it's not just necessarily at the forefront of her being, but it's just a part of her color. It's a part of her fabric. It's a part of her... Um, you know, it just, just, just a part of her. It's not like, oh my God, I'm a queer woman. Boom. It's not, it's really, um, it's just intertwined in her being and it's beautiful. It, 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 it's something that I, I want to see in myself. I want to see that in regards to every aspect of identity that I have. I wanted to be a part of the fabric of who I am. And it's just like, and it's not the 
boom, just the main factor. I think sometimes my transness is like that, where it's just like, I'm a trans woman and everything else about me is just kind of in the shadow of that big major thing. Of course, because society makes it a big major thing. But, you know, I, I, I feel like I, that's one of the one of the beautiful moments was, you know, like I said, just listening to her and her sharing her experience around sex and relationship. It was just a beautiful moment. Another one of my favorite moments of the trip, which I didn't know that this was going to affect me as much, but it really did because I was surprised because I didn't think about it. So one of the things, like it just was a great, great, great moment. One of the things that is funny about Jay, like you know how you say, well, I love these ladies. Jay is like, don't call me a fucking lady. So like we don't like our pronouns disrespect. She don't like to be called no fucking lady. She don't like to be called a lady. And so, and she's not queer. She just, she never fit that mold of being a lady. And so that's not her fucking, don't call me that. Like, I don't like it. And you know, that's a microaggression when somebody says, oh, you're so ladylike. And, Uh or, or, um, you're so rough around the edges. You're not ladylike at all. (laughs) That's a microaggression. And so she don't like that shit. And you know, that's been, uh, you know, wanna just something that she's bumped up against as a as a straight woman that has some. You know, she has a deep voice. She's not. You know, she's just not the typical whatever the ladies are. Mm, you gotcha. know, whatever that is. So she's like, um, you know, she she. It was amazing because one of the questions that um, Queer Walk asked them was that, like, kind of what impact does queer women have on them? And she got really, really emotional during the show. Like, you know, they were possibility models to her. Like, seeing queer women, like, she has a, I think she said her aunt or her her friend's aunt was a, a masculine woman. And it, it was something for her to see, even though I may not be queer like that. Uh-huh. I was. This is somebody who is expressing their womanhood in a way that's different than everybody is saying that womanhood is supposed to be expressed. Right. Uh-huh. So I'm able to look at this as a possibility model and say, I can be whatever the fuck I want to be because right. I can express my womanhood and still be a woman and not be invalidated if I express it this way, because this is a person who is being the example for me. And she was like, that's what queer women did for me. Allow me to see that womanhood can be expressed in a whole different way. And it, and you still are a woman. You are still great. You still valued. You are still, you know, a woman. Oh. You're just not a fucking lady. You know? and right. You grow up not wanting to be no fucking lady. <laughs> oh. You know, in that kind of game. So that was really amazing. It was an amazing moment. We relate on that. You you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think that, I think that it was amazing. Mo- Excuse me. I, I think that it was an amazing moment because I didn't think about that. How we, just being ourselves, mm-hmm. can be an example to somebody Cause we always think about, I want to be an example to trans women and I want to make sure we're visible mm-hmm. for them to see that they're not alone. Da, 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 da. But at the mm-hmm. same time that we are being visible to trans folks, we are being visible to other people who have queerness about them. May, mm-hmm. It may not necessarily be queer as in sexual orientation type queer, but mm-hmm. queer is in I'm outside of the box and you standing there in your truth allows me to see somebody standing in their truth. So I can stand in my truth. You right. can be the example for me. One oh, that's and dope. 
the the another thing to happen that's that it's it's funny how God and the ancestors bring you things full circle. So that moment happened in in Austin, and then right when I come home. I get sent a message from one of my friends in college. He wasn't really a friend friend because he was straight. And you know how they kind of antisocial when it comes to gay folks or trans folks and da 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 That's not um, assigned female at birth. Anybody who don't have a vagina. They kind of disconnect they kinda, socially. They, right. They know. They know. So, but he... He was never like he wasn't like a bully, but he would avoid being in, alone in spaces with me, mm-hmm. um, you know, just weird stuff like that. Because he didn't so, want to be uncomfortable. With yeah, that. he didn't want people thinking that I'm gay. I didn't want people thinking that we was talking or thinking anything. So wow. I kind of avoid spaces with you. So he sent me a message saying that I may not understand this, but I really grew him into his manhood microaggression no i was kidding (laughs) (laughs) i really grew him into his manhood and i'm like what i don't know if i want to take that as a compliment (laughs) i'm like uh, okay what does does that mean he broke it down he broke it down and basically said that i was a fucking possibility model for him like he 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 basically said by you walking in your truth like by you being on this campus in school and saying fuck what every motherfucker got to think this is my truth this is how i'm gonna Uh um navigate in the world you allowed me to do the same thing just as a man. Like right. I can be out here and do my manhood how I want to do it, however I want to do it. And though I was in, I was uncomfortable uh-huh. in college with you. You throughout my life, even though we have not been friends, throughout my life, I, you always popped up as a person as the example of living their truth and standing tall and not giving a fuck about about what nobody think. So when I needed that kind of strength, you are a person that popped up in my head right. when it came to thinking about somebody being strong in hard times when some everybody is against them. Right. And it made me feel so special. All right. <laughs> I felt like that girl. I admire people yes. that's unapologetically themselves as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And so Cuz that's a can, lot of that takes a lot of courage to just be you. Mhm. And we just making fun of the lady saying <laughs> <laughs> You're so brave. <laughs> so, so just I think it's amazing to think outside of the box into who we are influencing mm-hmm. because it's think about I think I call it the depth of field of influence because we can definitely see the people in our direct circle that we influence and that see us as um, peers, peers, pioneering peers. Mm-hmm pioneering and moving our culture forward but there's people further out out of the view that we can see that we are changing we Mm -hmm. are they're seeing us and even in the moment they may not see how we are affecting their lives in a positive way just by us existing and being ourselves Mm -hmm. sometimes our existence can move their life in a place that they probably would never have moved into give them the strength and the confidence to be whoever they are, whoever they want to be. I remember I had a friend in high school, Monique, and she was so scared about being bi because she liked men, Mm -hmm. but she was curious about girls too. And I was the first and only person that she told. And I hooked her up with the stud that I knew. (laughs) 
And she she been queer ever since. <laughs> so she she you know, but just the fact that she was so scared because she didn't perform her queerness in a way that she thought that people mm-hmm. would be accepted. Would be not necessarily be accepted. Black girls get a lot of shit. Yeah. What kind Sad. of girls? It wasn't ma- she wasn't masculine, and she still like dudes. She's like, I'm not gay, but I'm just curious and. Um, I do like girls too, but I don't know how to do it. And I feel like I could tell you because you open and you were standing in your truth. So I feel like <laughs> so you I won't tell judge you anything. me. I can tell you anything, which is a microaggression. It really is. Because <laughs> bitch, I don't mean I'm open. <laughs> anyway, but she she just came to me and confided in me, and I thought it was beautiful. And I was, mm-hmm. of course, I um, helped her out. <laughs> <laughs> find her way to the light find her way to the piss okay. to the piss I had some so, people like that that actually yeah. did the same thing and I like uh, I had a group of friends that were gay uh-huh. and uh, you know I'm from Waco, Texas so mm-hmm. it was a place space where you know you can really be yourself and they were like uh, you know you kind of helped me be who I wanted to be like mm-hmm. well just come out and be living my truth because I seen you were living your truth and mm, absolutely. I was like that's dope because I, I never thought that how am I inspire you I know that you're you're gay already mm-hmm. but I didn't think that by me being who I wanted to be and not caring who mm-hmm. what people said it would inspire people that were on the outside looking in absolutely and you never know who's watching and then money money when she introduced me she was like you know when I was coming out as my gay self your youtube channel was the one that i gravitated towards you and that was an amazing thing too like so you don't know who is watching you and you ghost following who you affected who are affected (laughs) so be proud be juicy be sexy be whoever the fuck you are and unapologetically uh, unapologetically and you because you don't know who's watching and that's one little step towards the world that we're trying to create and we can see that's it for the show (laughs) (laughs) keep your microaggressions to yourself keep your microaggressions to yourself keep your bombs to yourself create safe spaces blow yourself for trans folks stop bombing black and brown people in fucking austin and go listen to queer walk the podcast and tea with queen and jay two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea all right have a great day good night well that's it thank you for coming and getting a taste of marcia's plate you can listen to us on itunes and soundcloud make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars y'all and go like our facebook page and leave some comments we will be posting exclusive content every thursday so you definitely don't want to miss out you can also follow us on twitter and any other social media site at marcia's plate if you like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamond, S-T-Y-L-Z, at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>